Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. We're going back in time to the age of dinosaurs and space bounty hunters. It's Transformers Age of Extinction for Transforme only on Normies Like Us. Podcast in disguise. My name is Optimus Prime. I don't care. I have sworn to never kill humans. He's going to die. Algorithms! Math! Why can't we make what we want to make the way we want to make it? Normies, you heard it up top. We are back for another Transforme, the fourth installment of the Michael Bay Transformer film franchise. We're talking Transformers. Age of Extinction. Things are about to get a little dusty out here. We talk some dinos. Uh, with your hosts, Colin Yeager. I'm just a Texas inventor, y'all. <laughs> I like Colin Yeager. Um, I'll, I'll be Mike Locke. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to be Jacob Yeager, so. Um, Perfect. You're my daughter. I'll keep it. It's a family movie. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But we're also joined by a special guest. You want to introduce yourself? Ratch Adam. Wow. Mm, Nice. You get to make it through the end of this show. Dirty. I don't know. I I think it's my time to go, y'all. No. So we have friend of the show, Adam. He's been on a couple other times for some Star Wars and Alien and some other great episodes. Be sure to check him out. And also, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your other show, uh, The Cargo Bay? Yes. Wow. Well, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure mm-hmm. to be here. Uh, I know a little bit less about Transformers than I know about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, currently doing a show on Twitch called The Cargo Bay, where my co-host BC Ness and I uh, open budget trading cards. Non-sport budget trading cards. Just got a subscription to Non-Sports Magazine, wow. which is like nice. the dream for your dad <laughs> to find like growing up. Is non-sports non-sport Magazine. Non-sport. would not be having it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the magazine that's still in print for all non-sport trading cards. That's um, now, so anyway. That's bull. Uh, BC, we've seen him open some hockey cards on this. I know that for sure. I, I, all three of us here, we are huge fans of your show. We love to check that out every Tuesday night, the Cargo Bay Normies. Check it out. That's you love right. Adam from this show. Adam, are you going to be doing some Transformer cards? Are there Transformer cards? Oh my gosh. Since you guys were so kind to have me on for this excellent movie, I did my homework. I found out that the trading cards for this movie came out only in Europe, but okay, simultaneously <laughs> in the US, they released a trading card game. I'm all no I'm way. all backed up now, and I went to the card mecca in Los Angeles. Uh, Frank and Sons is a giant convention. I got mm-hmm. this ridiculous. This Damn. is a trading card. It's like you know the size wow. of a. I don't know. I don't Seeing know. Some inches. shiny already. Some holographics. I'd say it's six by eight. This card, and then it's it comes yeah. with decks, and then I got standard first movie packs, but they were not wow. easy to come by. Wow! Wow! <laughs> so you awesome. found yourself a transformer. Just like uh, Kay <laughs> yeah. Look, you're going to get some classic scenes of those cards, Adam. You're going to get, <laughs> I think we found a Transformer. You're going to get going through the movie theater, scavenging for junk. I mean, this is a movie loaded with cinematic scenes for a trading card. Absolutely. Hey, that's right. And for um, listeners, longtime listeners of the show, 
you know, we usually drop these on Tuesdays very early in the morning, 12 a.m. And if you are listening to this early enough, uh, you can catch the live broadcast of the Cargo Bay today, uh, this evening. This evening. And That's if you're right. watching this on YouTube later, catch next week's episode. Yes. So. And it's That's right. very confusing because the Twitch address is twitch.tv slash elegantweapon. Elegant weapon. That's not confusing at all. But you can just search the Cargo Bay on YouTube. And well, if you're uh, watching Transformers, you can probably handle a little confusion. And the other thing to note <laughs> is there are giveaways of which I am a winner and I have a uh, great Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Clone Wars card that I won as, uh, just for being a viewer. That's so right. That's go and right. check it out, Check guys. it out, Normies. Uh, raffle mm-hmm. every show, right? That's right. Big, big time money cards. So cards that can put you through college. You know, yeah. Got any of those Pokemans? I'm already done with college, so it's just all profit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but happy to have you. And then I guess, uh, you know, this is our fourth Transform A. Um, there happen to be five Tuesdays in May, and there's five main Transformers movies. So you made it for Age of Extinction. Uh, let's ask you then, what's kind of your history with the Transformers property, franchise, and more specifically the, the Michael Bay movies that we've been covering these past weeks. Oh, boy. Well, I'm so excited you guys are dragging yourselves through another huge franchise, one after the <laughs> other. It's one of my favorite things to listen. Um, you. you know, Transformers hit, like, I feel like right as nerd culture was becoming mainstream, like this yes. was kind of the, the surge of that. And I was there for it. I was excited. You know, I loved anything that you know i defined myself by being a nerd um and Mm -hmm. i watched the first one and thought it was great but apparently not that great like it meant a lot to me when i saw it i thought and then i never saw any of the others my biggest exposure to transformers is an old youtuber called silverbolt toy reviews or at least i think that used to be it i might have changed his youtube channel name uh you know, this was like back from 2006 on, he would do these 15-minute toy reviews of Transformers that were mostly just like lore videos. And I had nice. no exposure to Transformers, but those videos calmed me down sure, so much. It was like sure. ASMR somehow, just like very earnest reviews. So I watched nice. hours of those, and that's that's, that's kind of it. That's all I have for Transformers. So the first film, and then we got you to come on for it. the fourth film, which mm-hmm. isn't really a, a reboot per se, but it's kind of a restart of the lore. We no longer have Shia LaBeouf, no Megan Fox, and you know a lot of the mainstay they, characters they aren't here. Died so. in the War of Chicago. Is that how that went? <laughs> <laughs> From what I gather, that, that just, was uh, what you picked up on <laughs> as a viewer, not knowing the others, just seeing the memorial billboards. Why not? I, why not? <laughs> Why not? Why they say Sam Witwicky on there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just show that, you know. And actually, Megan um, Fox died even before that, or died off the franchise, right? And after the oh, second movie, yeah, so she was in the right. first two. Then we had a new girlfriend uh, for Sam Witwicky in the third movie, and now we have a whole new cast of human characters. And that's right. A couple well, of returning we got a guy that doesn't date, Mike. We, we got a guy whose whole rule is nobody's dating in this movie. So it's kind of <laughs> feminist if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Definitely. Um, yeah. Kate Yeager's uh, kind of obsession with his daughter and uh, just his overprotectiveness almost borders on a, a you know creepy level, don't you think? Oh, he Obsession, wants to have maybe, sex yeah. with her, Jacob. We'll get all into that. Adam, my last question for you. Michael Bay films. Do you like The Rock? Do you catch, what what is that, Six Underground on Netflix? Have you the seen Island. Uh, the, the Island? The Bad Boys. Pain and Gains. No. Oh, no, I never, I never really watch Michael Bay movies. Um, 
I don't know. It's not usually what I go in for, but when I'm there, I'm enjoying it. You know, I enjoy like robot fights, especially when it's a distraction from like really boring plot. Like I can, uh, I can get jazz for a minute, but I don't have much Michael sure. Bay experience. You know, I feel like no. But when you're I eating a buffalo chicken stuff. pizza, you're enjoying it. You're not enjoying what happens after that, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, no. well, usually I remember a good buffalo chicken pizza. This, <laughs> this was so. I, I rewatched some of the movie today. I've been through the Wikipedia like three or four times, mm. trying to be prepared <laughs> for this conversation uh, because I could not process that whole film. Oh, it's uh, impossible. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of incredible. <laughs> And it was an interesting experience just dropping you into the middle of an established franchise. So you've oh, never seen... Sometimes cares about its own continuity, sometimes doesn't. Right. So. so you haven't seen 2 and 3, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon. So you're just I coming in not. fresh. I mean, I've listened to the podcast, so I have that all context. You need. So you're an expert. Yeah. 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 You need. Well, I'm ready to jump in. So I say, you know, we're here with... Adam, a.k.a. one of the hosts of the Cargo Bay, not a Michael Bay fan, but we're going to try uh, to do what we can and talk Age of Extinction here. And uh, Normie's like us. Let's hey, do Michael it. Michael Bay, you're welcome on the oh, Cargo wow. Bay. Anytime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're back. The Age of Normie is upon us. We're about to talk Age of Extinction, the Michael Bay film, the fourth Transformers here for Transform A. Uh, confession time. Adam, I am so happy you just set up at the top that you barely remember this movie. I made a tragic mistake on this one, fellow hosts. Hmm. Now, usually, I watch these films right before we record. I got a tight schedule recently. I get the cram in. I come in. We talk about it. It disappears. Now, I watched this exactly. film two days ago, and I oh, feel man. like it is gone. <laughs> sure. so two days ago for you. Yeah. I was on a tight schedule this week, and I finished it literally 10 minutes before we started rolling. So it's all here. It's Excellent. fresh, right? And then uh, <laughs> for me, it's going to disappear, though. Yeah. 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 My schedule is kind of mixed between yours two because I had a tight schedule as well. I generally watch these because these are fucking three hour long movies. Almost. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, uh-huh. I generally start them Friday or Saturday night, watch an hour, come back the next day, watch an hour, and then I usually finish it, you know, right before we record, which is what I did today. Because Could not this do movie's that. two Could hours and 45 minutes yeah, long. But so. in chunks? What is that? That is just, that I would be like gray Frankenstein hours. smashing things. No, I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to remember any of it. It's the anti-binging strategy. And then, um, Adam, yes. then when did you watch this? And then you've tried to watch more of it and did research. I mean, thank you yeah, for being so I mean, prepared. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to put the pieces back together. I, I watched it on Saturday night um, and, you know, started it around 930. was like, oh, let's watch that Transformers movie. Here we go. And then saw that it was two hours and 45 minutes, um, which was yes. horrifying. Um, Should have warned you. I, I don't know. I can get through two hours and 45 minutes. But when the comic relief dies at minute 45, um, I knew it was that in was for like brutal. a long haul. And, yes. and you know. Watched watched it straight through. Didn't take any breaks. Wasn't miserable Damn. watching it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's all gone. Well, guys, almost yeah, for me, it's like you know the first the. 
two, three, and four have been like this, where I can only, you know, stand them in about hour-long chunks, and then I have to just do something else. <laughs> well, I, I have a confession to make, guys, because, you know, we've been talking about... I, I said that this is probably the worst major studio franchise yes, ever released. I love it. And I'm watching this, and I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or if that many brain cells have died off in the process, but... This, I think, was the most enjoyable one to watch. Mike, it's not good, Mike, but it's been the most I'm enjoyable. Kind of with you. <laughs> We're at the point again where I feel like the same thing. We're in this stranglehold where I'm like, no, but that's my buddy Ratchet. He's my friend from the previous three films. He's my best friend. You can't get my rid medic. of Ratchet. It's against the Geneva yeah. Conventions to kill a medic. I mean, come on. <laughs> that that was crazy. Um, Which spoilers for, me, for this movie. I, yeah, spoilers for this movie from 2014. Uh, I kind of <laughs> agree with you guys. I'll give you a couple reasons why I think this one's better than at least two and three. Yes. Um, the Autobots, the secondary Autobots in this are better than any of the other ones, right? We can say that for sure. Yeah, let's let's ask um, Adam how he wait, feels. Wait. <laughs> John Goodman just saying bitch aggressively over and over. That's yeah, like at one point he says he's, he's like a fat woman doing ballet dance. He's a fat ballerina, he says. Yeah. I um, did not. The thing you got to realize, Adam, is most of the ones before this were like just insane racial stereotypes. Yeah, they so at just least these didn't ones have, have some lines. personality, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> Jacob. Like... They, they weren't characters. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, you got John Goodman one, mm -hmm. you've got Samurai Guy, and you've That's got... Ken Watanabe, right? <laughs> That's Ken Watanabe. That's Ken Watanabe. Also, not saying the character names, calling them this one and that one. Hound no, I could not tell you what John they're called. Goodman, Drift was the name of the Samurai, mm -hmm. Ken Watanabe, and then John DiMaggio, and I just want to bring him up real quick. As the one uh, lookout or, or, or long shot, green I guy. think something like green that. Guy. Green guy. Quick, quick the scope. Crosshair. Like Crosshair. Yeah. Wow. Crosshairs. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Who is the <laughs> Autobot paratrooper? So at this point, oh. Michael Bay is like, what are the other positions in the military? And he's just going paratrooper. That makes sense for something that weighs a billion tons. Absolutely. Yeah. And the parachutes definitely are proportionate to his mass um, when he uses them. So, um, right. I did not know what that guy's like specialty was supposed to be. I guess I just thought a sniper and then John Goodman's like the heavy artillery. And then, right. He's shaped like a grenade. We right. should say <laughs> and has gigantic grenades. And, you right. know, comparing and these bullets. designs to the first one and, you, and the first three, you can never tell yeah. anybody apart. And even though we don't know no. their names, like we know what the characters are and their archetype. They have a personality. that's not a terrible stereotype for the most part. And even the Decepticons now have like color to them or not the Decepticons, but the man-made yes. robots. Like you can distinguish them from one another, which we couldn't in any of the previous movies. So totally. that, that alone helps. And I really think there's been a gradual over time. They've become more human like, like even Optimus Prime and Bumblebee have become more distinctive. I feel like, uh, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, in the first couple, they're just, you know, just machines that, you know, you can't tell any of them apart. Now they feel almost human. They've got more human faces and they've got a lot more color to them. And like lockdown is very human too. But yeah, I mean, lockdown again has that human face, like the Leonard Nimoy we were talking about in the last one. Optimus has gotten a redesign. Every sharp edge has been rounded off. I don't know if you guys mm. noticed that he's a lot sleeker and thinner too. Um, Bumblebee gets yeah, an Adam upgrade. Just, Yes. Just Adam, the, the thing again that we have been discussing is 
the jokes people made, you know, the crumpled up aluminum that was the CGI of how these gigantic robots look. People brought it up, you know, with Cyborg in, in Justice League. That looks like Megatron. You know, you, you saw that shit a lot. How is it coming into this movie, a 2014 movie, we should say, so a couple years out, uh, the special effects, does this fucking work for you? The CGI, all that garbage. Uh it was kind of fun to me because the look of the first Transformers, I felt like kind of distilled a lot of like sci-fi concept art going on in the space. It just like mm. kind of defines like an era, like a hyper real, like Pepsi can machine looks like the two thousands, <laughs> like Transformers from these movies look like whenever the first movie came out, what, like 2007? Yeah, I think Is seven was the timeline. That's right. We haven't been covering these yeah. every week. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting that when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's how they'd be, I guess, if they were real. Mm-hmm. Like, not having a ton of nostalgia um, for, like, the original transformations. Right. Um, well, I don't know. They they look all right now. It is just that thing of, like, man, la- lacking personality visually for me to identify out of a crowd. That's like, it's, probably right, an interesting it's take. So, I want to ask you this, then, because we have had trouble identifying them and we kind of the three of us uh, have said now we kind of can distinguish more in this movie in comparison but do you have one that stood out do you have a favorite uh, amongst the characters of this you know i mean i guess i liked i liked seeing galvatron's big gun head but for a while i was like wait is crosshair so is crosshair the gun head is the no, gun head a good guy the gun head, actually. lockdown, lockdown yeah. is the gun head the bounty hunter yeah, yeah i had total problems fair um okay it's interesting adam that you're coming on this one because the transforming effects are a little different in this one, right? They invent this new thing called Transformium, um, <laughs> where it's just in like, reverse engineer you know, it. so on. awesome. Yeah. Um, and it sort of reminds me of Iron Man, right? Where it's like, by the third one, yes. it's just like nanobots, and it's just like doing whatever. Like, now the transforming effects, they're just like these particle effects, and then they become whatever, it's, right? It's how it I feels to miss chew the... five gum, and it just <laughs> yeah. becomes a robot. Yeah. Jacob, so you, guys you miss are the so old right. style more. I, I miss the old style. You know, the first movie we pointed out in our quest to watch all these, it's like you are seeing things transform on screen. Mm-hmm. By the second one, they're like, Bumblebee, I'll meet you over there. And then a car pulls up. <laughs> right. You're kind of like, you sons of they bitches. They go behind something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, now, awesome. Jacob, you can feel some guy coming in and being like, Michael, 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 can I show you this? Can I show you what I made on the screen here? You know, in MS Paint, you know, if I drag... 30 gray cubes over and then we just photoshop him in as the car at the end that's kind of the same thing don't you think and michael Bay's like right. yeah that'll save us two million dollars <laughs> yeah i'm sure it did save money uh that's one of the things i did not like about this movie overall that's though, just I, the bad yeah. guys right the the good guys transformed yeah. right yep. okay okay yeah but it's just that whole nanobots thing where it's like i like the more primitive you know, the mechanical actually, you know, they're actually transforming into something. That's what people want to see, I think, when they watch Transformers. Yeah. And, I, right? and I mentioned yeah. earlier on, and then I'll throw this to you, Adam. Uh, in the early movies, like Optimus Prime was like 18,000 moving parts on the CG model. But now you can just turn yes. the particle accelerator to 100 and then back to zero in After Effects and take it apart. <laughs> right. and um, but we kind of have three sets of robots. We have, you know, your main Autobots. We have the man-made, you know, Galvatron and his crew that Stanley Tucci are doing. But then we do get the, the Dinobots and they also transform. And I thought that was kind of cool. What do you think of the Dinobots in this, Adam? 
I I would have loved for the Dinobots to be the movie instead of the yeah you know, like yes. that was just such a bummer as like oh we're gonna Return of the King this stuff mm. with the robot army um, yeah I just wanted to see more of them they were all over the marketing and and I had never seen this one I, I mentioned you know I made it to three stopped watching these this was the first time for me and I expected to see more dinosaurs but they're just like at the very end well yeah. you know the marketing Mike I should say. I remember the big poster and first image that came out from this. It's the one of Lockdown or Lockshot. What is his name? We should we should ratchet this down real quick. I'm lockdown. Lockdown. Okay. Lockdown. I will stop calling him something else. Of Lockdown walking up, his giant ship in the background, Age of Extinction in IMAX. You know that was the big push. This was mm. one of those huge IMAX converted movies. I don't know if it's because Hobbit was going around or whatever, but you're right. We don't get any of these fucking dinosaurs. Not at all kind of what they're promising in the actual trailers itself. Jacob, this is it. This is the fourth movie of a conspiracy theory being webbed into this. And now we find out Transformers killed the dinosaurs. Jacob, can you run us through the conspiracies that we've had the Transformers involved in at this point? Yeah. uh, Well, we got originally... In the first one, I don't know if there was conspiracy in that, like but Area we just 51. had Megatron Everything's frozen. made yeah. from Transformers, mm-hmm. we find out. So Area 51 is right. hiding the cube. We've got ancient aliens yes. in the second one, right? In the yes. third one, we've got... What, what was the third the one? The moon landing was <laughs> Transformers. The moon landing, the moon yes. Moon, Dark we can't of the moon. go back. That's right. That's right. And now we have... They've been here since prehistoric times. And Okay, but I was also very confused about the Dinobots because they're also knights. But then when they started referring them as knights, I was like, I thought knights was like the next one. It's but they're a knights huge that turn into dinosaurs. But Optimus was also one of the knights, but he was also a prime. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of like, There's so much. I just, you saying knights, made me remember that the yeah. cave carries around a sword that is a gun yes. for the entire movie. Of fighting. It, right. I don't know. Remember when he says, this thing's going to make me rich. Meaning what? You're going to sell <laughs> that gun? To my inventions. It's like I'm going to patent this. Like, who, who, if, he, if he walked into a KB Toys, his like <laughs> life's dream would just like explode right. in front of his eyes. All of his like, inventions he, are just like remote like, control robots. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, that don't he work. only builds robots. All right, we brought him up. We invoked Human Cade Yeager. <laughs> this is Wahlberg's so character. It is human time, Mike. Look, Shia is out. Pain and gain has been made by this point, okay? Michael has a new relationship, and he's bringing in the Wahlberg. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it's this is... This is a fatal film. This is up there with The Happening for me, a movie I absolutely love. And I'll explain the M. Night of it all because I have a theory about this movie, too, with, that involves M. Night Shyamalan here in a second. But he also plays a scientist in The Happening. Yes. Mark Wahlberg is not a scientist. He, <laughs> no. can't, he can't say lines like, oh, my God, this thing, this Transformer, <laughs> you got to hook up the, the jiggity jaggedy to reformat the flippity flop. Come on. Yeah. Anytime I Mark Wahlberg. It is cast as a smart guy like in the happening or in this impossible <laughs> pain impossible. and gain is probably his best his best role yes a fool and fun fact <laughs> yeah. about that too is that 
Cade Yeager, originally Michael Bay wanted The Rock to play Cade Yeager. That but then makes he was so like, much sense, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. like, there was a scheduling conflict, so then he got Mark Wahlberg instead, the other pain game. The Rock makes movies about how weirdly obsessed he is with his daughter's sex life. That and is what family. those Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> films true. are. That is the, you know, the, the Tower movie he made, the family stuff, Mike, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a rock role. And instead, what we get, and Adam, you not being a Michael Bay fan, what do you think when he's at sunset saying, you can go out with your friends, but there better be no boys. And there's a gigantic American flag just <laughs> waving behind him. I mean, yeah, I, I took a lot of notes in the beginning of just like weird stuff and like kind of like, uh, like creepy jingoistic stuff. And yes. then eventually like it was just like a long sheet and I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to dig back through pen. all this. <laughs> but the, you know, it was... It was it set the tone correctly that it was just immediately like we're going to sexualize this girl and she is 17 years old. And that's going to yes. be a major part of the movie. Like, from <laughs> oh, here yeah. on out, it's that's insane. Like, and we should it mention- made me very uncomfortable. It was <laughs> right. super weird. And it, it reminded me like the Transformers. It's like, oh, wow, it really feels like 2007. Like every piece of this feels like like, He's I don't stuck. know, like we right. were. Yeah, it, it feels like a movie that came out right after nine eleven in the yes. in the worst ways. So. Totally, yeah. and it actually <laughs> you know came out thirteen years after nine eleven. So that's <laughs> yeah, insane, that's to insane to think about. Michael Bay really evolved as a storyteller <laughs> by this point. <laughs> but we need to mention the yes. probably the cr- the most insane scene ever put on film in cinematic history. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> of course I'm talking about. So Mark Wahlberg's daughter's boyfriend who. First of all, both of these characters, the daughter and the boyfriend, I could not tell you their first names right now off the top oh, of my head. No. Me true. No, me uh, true. Sean, I think. Sean? <laughs> sure. Are, are we sure this guy's not a long-lost uh, Hemsworth Shane. brother? I thought it was yes. Hemsworth brother up in Ireland too. instead of I Australia. I wondered that too, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have the boyfriend who's 20 years old dating uh, Mark Wahlberg's daughter who's 17. Mm-hmm. And we have this insane scene where he pulls out a laminated card from his wallet explaining that under this certain specific statute of, of Texas law or whatever, that he's allowed to date an underage girl. Romeo and, and Juliet laws. As long as they're at least two years apart with consenting, even if she's underage. Now, guys, Jacob, weird, you were right. Yeah. This feels like a scene or Michael Bay's like, well, we've all done this. We've all pulled this card out. <laughs> and you're like, no, I haven't. We've all lived in Texas. It's so specific that yeah. it, I just don't understand like why he thought this needed to be in the movie. Uh, just make the, the boyfriend 18 or whatever, and it's not a problem. Or make the girl 18. He's well, not, I think yeah. that is the... I mean, it is just like it's a huge cultural thing and like a creepy rape culture thing that this is like a cool thing. And that's why there are tons of like rock songs that are just like, oh, wow, she's uh oh, she was just 17. You know what I mean? What we're doing. That's that's a beloved like, you know, it's just so baked into the culture. And I guess at this point, it's like, yeah, it is cool, bro. Well, it's like pitched as this is cool. Right. Let's say why it's happening. Now, Kate Yeager had this daughter in high school. He loved his wife. She's dead. But before she went, he promised her she would get that diploma without having a baby. And what that translated to him was she will never, ever interact with a boy. Now, again, you get the feeling that when Michael Bay is explaining this, he's like, oh, my God. 
that's so powerful. What an arc for a woman. And the dad, I mean, that's so feminist that he's like really looking out for it. When really, it is just a guy making choices <laughs> for a young woman. And it's insane yeah. how, how much he comments on like the length of her shorts and like, and then we have the boyfriend the whole we time. You got to set like, up the zooms, yeah, and the pants. <laughs> yeah, like, you got to talk right. to yeah, drivers. That's the funny thing is, like, yeah, you're objectifying, <laughs> you know, this woman in your your shot. You're saying one thing but yes. showing another, right? Yes, yes. the camera you can't is have your zooming up and mixed messages. Yeah, and and if I could say here, this this is why this is kind of a fascinating specimen of Michael Bay's filmography to me because. It has all the hallmark weird things of all the previous Transformers movies, the objectification that's unnecessary, the weird stuff, the comic relief that's a little off. But it's like, weirdly, even with the Romeo and Juliet card, the most reserved when comparing yes, it to the I other agree. films. Because if Sam we look at, wanted to have sex more than anything, Mike, you're well, right. Look at the shot on the stairs of number three. That's far more egregious than anything we see here. Subject matter is still weird and uncomfortable, but it's like... It's dialed back to where right, I don't like feel Michael quite Bay. as gross as I did yeah. with the other ones. <laughs> he's he's trying. He's learning, or he's attempting to learn from his, you know, <laughs> from criticisms of him over the years, and he's attempting to change. But he just got out of really a sexual succeeding. harassment seminar, Jake. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, this, did you hear what these people are telling women? That's crazy. Anyway, sweetheart, get over here, honey. Honey, here's what we're gonna do in the scene. Right. Right. Yeah. And um. You know, it's just insane. Like the 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 father daughter relationship is not normal to me, anyways. Where the the father is so overprotective, and then you have the boyfriend character the whole time. He's like, "Oh, this is gonna be great later when I'm making out with your daughter," <laughs> and then he's like, "Don't, you're not allowed to do that ever." It's it's, it's all very that's insane. A, that's their relationship. That's the buddy <laughs> comedy of it. Yes, <laughs> like, essentially, it's a very strange dynamic. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, luckily, to distract from that weirdness is the inventor weirdness. Like, if I can push things <laughs> in that direction, just because I love, I love, I love that Katie. one time he fixed a refi- refrigerator in town and now is like an inventor. The line yeah. between Jacob repairman said, and inventor is razor thin. Wow, well, it's blurry, Mike. Now, Jacob said it. He makes robots. That's sort of the winky. He's going to be great at Transformers. He already makes robots. He he makes a mannequin that can the move a paintbrush. That's basically that a robot. You're yeah. like, no, it's not. Like short circuit. I just was yeah. A I prefer robot. the yes. The, I prefer the Dexter's Lab version where you go into the shed and it's just like whoa, yeah. This unexplainably yes. this this dude this like guy has really cool stuff, <laughs> but instead right. it's just like. No, he's an inventor, know, it's very but funny. He's not. It never pays off either, right? Is there a moment where he like invents his way out of a problem, or is it no, just a sword Adam, gun? No, it's basically so him just saying, "I'm going to take this alien technology and patent it like I did invent yes. it, and then <laughs> I'll be rich." That's case. the American way, the baby. That as an inventor, the tool he uses the most is a hot glue gun. <laughs> like from the things that you like see around his workshop, it's like, no, you're like a craftsman. Right, and we know he's he's <laughs> essentially yeah yes. he's a failed inventor. He's struggling to pay bills. He's behind on his you know property no. payments. No, Dad, you bought a truck. We're not going to be able to afford to live on this gigantic farm with all this property <laughs> yeah. and these great cars and that huge American flag we all sit under all day. <laughs> yeah, the 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 picture of what being broke in the U.S. looks like compared to when we travel elsewhere. Ridiculous! <laughs> like wow, like here right. we are in this beautiful field and. We know I mean, that, uh, it's really all that dude's fault. Like, 
Yes. Cade, bro, you, you deserve to be broke, man. <laughs> He's just such a good-hearted guy. He's fixing people's uh, basic appliances for whatever they That's can pay. Right. Hey, what you think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was her doing that at first. Oh. Um, oh, which, no. It's no, she doesn't have any kind of uh, personality character. or interests or anything like that. So. No, but she's good at, you know, she's the best stick woman, you know, this side of the Mississippi. That's her only character trait. Like, that scene really made me upset. Again, bad, but far from Michael Bay's worst. (laughs) Uh, Um, But he's fixing things for, like, donations, right? And, you know, he's trying to scrape by. And even um, T.J. Miller's like, you know, come on, are you paying me for this one? He's like, you should be lucky you have a job. But it's like, but you don't pay me. How does that constitute a job? I don't want you to Right, and then TJ Miller, I think, pays for the truck that that is Optimus Prime, right? Or pays for part of it. Yeah. And then also Mark Wahlberg pulls out the, uh, well, when you work for me, so any of your, you know, intellectual property that you, you know, created under me actually belongs to me thing. Um, seems like he's not a very good employer, but... Well, but, Jacob, that's because they're best friends. We know that because we're supposed to believe these two people who are probably 10 years apart in age right. went to high school together. That's- oh, how many girls did you bring to this theater? Oh, the only one that counted. Hey, you remember when I went to prom with my wife and we were all really young together? No. Exactly. I When they mentioned that, I'm like, am I supposed to believe T.J. Miller went to high school with Mark Wahlberg? It's Apparently, insane. yes, we are. Uh, but now that we mentioned T.J. Miller, we have to mention his ultimate fate in this movie, which is extremely surprising to me. Probably the biggest twist of the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> because when I see, you know, I see T.J. Miller, I'm like, okay, he's kind of an established name. He's going to be the, the comic relief or whatever. They're palling around. He throws a football at him, hits yeah. him in the head, finds the football <laughs> in the theater. I wonder yeah, if that'll come back <laughs> later. But yeah, they're Probably all buddies. Not. Yeah, but 45 minutes into this movie, right? 45 minutes into this two-hour and 45-minute movie, uh, what happens? T.J. Miller, rip, he dies. Right? <laughs> well, in a, a graphic man. manner, he just gets completely obliterated into uh, a metal statue or whatever. And that happens in front of everyone. And then five minutes later, uh, I think everyone forgot about it. Mark Wahlberg forgot about his life. Oh, it's, it's not the motivation that moves him. But Normies, I want you all to check this out. This was the big thing I remember from when this film was made. I'm a big podcast fan. I remember listening to the Pete Holmes podcast. You made yep. it weird. T.J. Miller was a yeah. guest. Yeah, I remember Comes him on, talking they do about an this interview. movie. Adam, they talk for 10 minutes. Hey, how are you, buddy? It's good to see you. Cool. You know, Pete Holmes does that pre-roll thing. So you hear them sort of coming in and settling in. Immediately, after 10 minutes, he goes, anyways, the thing I want to talk about here is, Michael, Mr. Bay, sir, if you're listening, I am so sorry for anything I have ever said against you. I apologize. You are a great man. You are a great filmmaker. And he goes on this huge, sprawling, I am so sorry speech. Now, Jacob, we talked about the Hitler stuff with our girl last time. She's not on this That's anymore. Right. Fucking, it's hard to work for Michael Bay. T.J. Miller has since, you know, T.J. Miller has since been canceled. Let's talk about this, too. He's another yeah, one it's of hard our to problematic work with boys. T.J. Miller, right? <laughs> this, yeah, which is why... I didn't mind when his character was killed, yeah, you know, as much as the comic relief. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, I was. It was such a weird moment because um, 
I was like satisfied when he died, but also it just felt like a bad sign that it was like by <laughs> right. comic relief this far in to this movie. Right. And Stanley side tangent, picks it up a little bit later, yes. luckily. But yeah, yeah. Side tangent: uh, going back to rewatch Silicon Valley is going to be super weird. Impossible, uh, <laughs> considering Impossible. who the, the main stars of that are. He's a goofball. Oh, yes. That show, Kumail, we're crossing fingers that you're a normal dude. But uh, yeah, you are right. That is terrible. TJ, Eternally. whatever it was, you know, I don't think it was a threat from Michael Bay. He, he has since given these quotes where he's like, my relationship with Michael was very bipolar. We would be on set. He would scream at me. Be funny. Say something funny, TJ. You're not being funny now. Make the Make-A-Wish kids laugh. You're not making them laugh, TJ. And he would say... I think this is the last fucking wish that they would want, Michael. And cameras would stop rolling. He would say, hey, you want to go get sushi tonight or, or hang out or get a drink or something? He just said, this guy is a maniac. But then to go on this big apology tour like he did, you know, obviously, I don't think that's Michael Bay threatening his career. I don't think you can. I, this, let's talk about this. This is his zenith. If he's getting a blank check for anything, it's the movie he made prior to this one which is Dark of the Moon making a billion dollars, and this one also making a billion dollars. Maybe he's got power. Of 2014. Just, Jacob, how, why? This movie. (laughs) This movie. But just the idea that, because now we live in this Michael Bay world now where it's like, well, no, Michael Bay kind of still makes bad movies, but he still gets to get by making those bad movies because of these two Transformer movies, the last one we covered and Mm -hmm. this one. But at the time, I don't think he's making T.J. Miller's life terrible and saying, I'm going to kill you or whatever if you don't apologize or you're done in Hollywood. I just think that's, uh, you know, you grow up and your agent or something tells you not to. He has since said, you know, Michael Bay's fine or whatever. But it's this interesting thing of that's the closest we've kind of ever come to catching this guy. For as much as we've talked that Michael Bay hasn't gotten canceled. For as much as this podcast is an exploration of him. You know, these past four, even, we've just been talking Bay, Mike. Yeah, even like Megan Fox was explaining kind of that situation at one point. She's like, he's really hard to work for, you know, Michael Bay. You know, he, he'll yell, he'll get, he'll get fucking crazy, right? It's called the Bayhem. But she's like, there's also something about when he's offset, he has like no social skills and he's just kind of weird that it's right. almost endearing. So it's like, yeah, he can be this kind of control freak maniac on set, but that's just kind of how he is when he's in the zone, but he's not going to be someone that's like, you'll never work in this town again, you piece of shit. Because as we know, Spielberg pulled the plug on Megan Fox. Yes. Yes. Because specifically about the the Hitler comparison, which is, you know, as a a Jewish person, he probably wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, We also have Hugo Weaving. Jury's still out on (laughs) on Bay. We can't get him. Almost had him. Almost had him, boys. Um, Hugo Weaving also kind of, Bad, just kind of shit talked uh, his role in the previous ones in an interview, and then he was not invited back. I don't think he really cared because for him it was a two-hour voice job. He never met Michael Bay, mm-hmm. um, so I was reading a little about his interview with that interview, and it's very interesting. Like he basically just came into a to a studio, you know, did two hours of voice work, and then that was his whole role in the movie. He didn't Amazing. understand the lines he was even saying. So um, in that context, I understand why. You know, that he wouldn't be super proud of his work in that, you know. Uh, but, of course, instead we get Galvatron voiced by Frank Welker, who was yes. the original voice of Megatron, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we so talked about this now. a little bit. Galvatron role originated by Leonard Nimoy. It was one of those things in the animated movie where, like I said before, to make all his kids cry, they're like, clean house. 
all new characters. And Megatron gets remade into a character named Galvatron, and Leonard Nimoy starts to voice him. A cool twist that it spins on that, Jacob, that it's Frank Welker. I'm just happy he'd be getting the same kind of paycheck that Peter Cullen is as Optimus Prime. And it is closer to the character opposed to Optimus Prime saying things like, don't let him get away, kill him, wipe them all out, you know, as we've yes. criticized this entire podcast. Bloodthirsty Optimus Prime. So he, uh, uh, he gets yeah. a sword in this one, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Can I ask Adam about kind of our setup here? Because well, I found this interesting, too, compared to Dark of the Moon and Revenge of the Fallen, where it's kind of just a MacGuffin. It's like the same three movies, kind of structurally, right? But this one, it's like mankind no longer trusts the Autobots. That's yes. how Cade Yeager finds Optimus Prime. All the Autobots are hiding out. You know, they're like, don't interact with the humans. They're, they're going crazy. And Lockdown is working with Kelsey Grammer to basically <laughs> hunt down and kill everything. And then the humans have reverse engineered the transformium to create our own transformers to replace them we don't need their help anymore so you kind of have the transformers on the run which i like that as a, a different kind of setup but what do you think about kind of the general uh, conflict here between transformers humanity and and you know the other players here yeah without having a ton of attachment to the characters um i was kind of just hoping for more like bad guy on screen time right so yes. <laughs> that's like what i was hoping okay. for that's what i was rooting for right um but the the setup was way too like all over the place for me to have any feelings about it one way totally. or the other it's just like man there's a lot of stuff flying around i think that ship looks cool right. um, i'd like to see <laughs> that one more like, i think fingers um, crossed lockdown as so this is what i was going to say about why reasons i like this movie the secondary Autobots are cool. They're better than the other ones. Um, and mm. Lockdown, the Cybertronian bounty hunter who's working with uh, Kelsey Grammer's Black Ops team to hunt down uh, Autobots and Decepticons. I guess he's kind of staying out of their conflict, right? But I thought that character was really interesting and really cool um, for this movie, like for these movies anyways. What do you guys think? Because he's, yeah, he's like Decepticons, Autobots. I don't care about any of it, right? I'm just trying to just get... doing his job. My one target. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I, as I try to find Optimus Prime, I'll give you these body parts and do whatever you want with them, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was confusing, too, because, like, knowing the motivations of these robots was really hard because it's like, oh, no, we don't trust humans anymore. And, yes, now save right. them. And the, all the infighting, I was like, who... Well, the thing I could not figure know. out what the antagonist was doing. Like, what's the right. antagonist objective? Like, of course, you want Optimus dead, but so I don't know. <laughs> so what confused. else? Adam, so five years ago, sure. right? There's a big the War of Chicago, right? And that was what was in the third movie. Depicted. Don't you dare! Um, <laughs> don't you dare contextualize this for him. Actually, yes. I was kind of confused too because this is the first one where the government is actually the bad guy. Yes. And in five years, they go from, you know, the military and the government working with the Autobots to distrusting them so much that they're hunting down every Transformer on Earth. But my question is, where is, like, what happened to the government? Where is Francis McDormand? Where's where Josh is DeHamel? You know, where are these Sector people? Sector 7, quote unquote, yeah. the people who we had the relationship mm -hmm. with before. And then Mike just mentioned him. Kelsey Grammer, the head of Cemetery Wind, I believe <laughs> they're called. The people who yeah, hunt Transformers. <laughs> But, like, who gave yeah. him this authority where he has so much power, this Black Ops team, that they can, they almost just murder uh, daughter Jaeger. Uh, 
Jacob, <laughs> he talks to Thomas Lennon, who keeps saying, I'm going to have to tell the president what you're doing in two scenes. Obviously, <laughs> right. you know, there's a that. whole Obama's a, a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My face is my warrant. You know, they're really abusing their power. <laughs> right. This doesn't here. seem constitutional. But this no. is the thing, too. Like, this is very anti-Bay because normally in the last three movies, yes. I mean, in the first movie, Adam, Michael Bay is aggrandizing kind of the U.S. military. Super patriotic. He gets all the technology for free. He has beauty shots. It's very patriotic. But in this one, the government's the bad guy, which is like the opposite of what I've been seeing it's, in all of these movies. It's a totally, yeah, it's a total tonal shift from what the government was doing. E- even in the third one, they're like, okay, we're going to have to stop working with the Autobots and send them away. But then in the end... But that's they, a bad guy, shitty character. Right. Like, no one likes him in the military. They're supposed He's just to learn well, that they should the troops be. love the Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's who'd taken over our government, man. That's uh, Optimus. Damn, has, I think Optimus has a line, let's go get our freedom back. Oh, yeah. Like oh, like, I'm oh, giving you freedom gosh. as he yes. slaps a dinosaur in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. then he puts yeah. the, the sword to the dinosaur's <laughs> horn and says, or I'll kill you. Right. <laughs> well, we didn't Fight even talk about how the die. movie opens yeah. with, with uh, Cade <laughs> watching his daughter almost shot in front of him and being like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, that's, that's what I mean. The, it's like you can't you can't just kill an American the government citizen. Is doing that. Like, yeah, it's insane. Um, and then they 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 hate auto they hate this. Uh, what are they fucking called? Transformers so much that they're hunting down Optimus Prime, but they're working with another Transformer, the Bounty Hunter Lockdown. Yes, um, it's just very strange setup where it's like Optimus has worked with the government for years. Like there should be some people in the government that still are on his side, right? Well, and again... He literally saved the world three times. <laughs> but, right. you know, I think these people have the same brain issue where we have, where if you're not constantly <laughs> telling them what happened previously, it's not going to happen. Because I-, I wanted to ask you guys, what? how does that third one end? Megatron dies? I don't even remember that happening. He kills the fallen. Megatron That's the dies. second one. Right? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Dark of the Moon? He kills the Sigma Prime. Leonard yeah. Nimoy dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sentinel, Sentinel Prime. Sentinel Prime. Prime. <laughs> they all have dumb names. <laughs> Sentinel Prime, Leonard Nimoy gets killed, and Megatron gets killed because he tries to help. Because he's like, oh, you're going to be Sentinel's bitch, remember? Yeah, you know, right, right, Sam right. Wiki's girlfriend right. negs him into Arby. action. But did then uh, they all just sort of yeah, salute and say, we did it, America? Why Why right. is there this They say, sometimes them. our friends may not be able to be trusted, but we'll be here <laughs> to right. listen right. to Lincoln Park. Cut the fibers later. Bullshit. Yeah, cut the fibers later. Message. Um, yeah. You know, Fuck the government's you, hunting down Optimus Prime. We're all in hiding now. He's a fugitive on the run. Um, also, Optimus Prime cuts Megatron's face in half in the third one, but then they're using his mm-hmm. head in this one. It's a full head that they're yeah. that Stanley Tucci is using to you know make Galvatron. I'm still figuring out where they got Darth Vader's helmet, so I guess I'll let it go. <laughs> wow. you know? let, let me ask you this, Adam: Did you like the look of Galvatron? Now these new formers, as we've been saying, are sleeker yeah. and more colorful. But Galvatron, I mean, he's got like an engine in the middle of him. He's the most colors you've ever seen. Yeah, he's okay, I guess. I, I mean, like, Turns it just didn't sand out, you know? Like, I like yeah. my nice, clean lines for memorability, you know? I don't... Yeah, there's just messy, nothing but... happening that I can recognize. I mean, I remember yeah. the hole in his chest. Uh, so. Yeah, hole in his yeah, chest. Looks that's like all a... I remember, too. <laughs> 
I want, it's like a, if a PS5 in rest mode became <laughs> yes. a transformer. It's just yeah. spinning and burning. It's forward baby. thinking. Yeah. I didn't love Loading. his design. Yeah. Um, I did like his his truck transformation where he's kind of like, I like the evil versions of, you know, Optimus and Bumblebee Again. with uh, Stinger, okay. right? Now, Jacob, I, I got to do a toy corner for a second <laughs> or a throwback to the animated series. Now, they say in this, Stanley Tucci says... Why, why does it keep looking like Megatron? <laughs> I told you, make it look like Optimus. That's the right. one people like, and we're going to call it Galvatron. And you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> now, in the animated series, the other big bad guy, other than Megatron and Unicron, who we'll get to in a little bit, is called Nemesis mm-hmm. Prime. In the long history of comic book, you know, villains of opposite colors, he is just an all-black version of Optimus Prime, who turns Sick. into a black pickup or trucky thing. Exactly. I would have to assume that's what the homage here is with Galvatron, because he's not going to turn into a crazy gun. No, that's for <laughs> Lockdown's head, I guess. <laughs> right. Once. Well, even that column doesn't make sense, because because Stanley Tucci's like, make it look like, why does it not look like Optimus? But they're using Megatron's, like, memories yeah, or like, whatever to create it. Of course it's not. It looks like the yeah. evilest thing anyone has ever made. It is going to turn on you. And Jacob, now, guys, this gets into these new formers. They're drones, essentially. That's That will be our, you know, the human's advantage to fighting back against these alien invaders. We will control some of them. We get a shot of basically... Adam and Mike playing Rogue Squadrons. You know, it's like the handheld controls, zoop, zoop, zoop. Yeah, the joystick. And the guy's like, you know, fight, you know, make it do this, make it transform now. Okay, well, he's pressing a button that makes it turn into a billion squares flying through the air, or he, you know, like he's hitting the throttle. How the fuck does that work? And then I guess no. what happens Movies. is they have a, they were using literally my my flight stick by the way to <laughs> yeah. two of these the the Logitech like yes. it is the budget flight stick and they Easily. had two of them yeah <laughs> like, there you go and then he speaks Incredible. and they're like did we did we program that and I guess what happens is he got infected with Megatron's consciousness the through drums? his head. Yeah. Right, but it's all Megatron's plan all along. Somehow, as a dead body, his plan was yes. to be reincarnated by this uh, Elon <laughs> yeah, Musk, as if he Steve could Jobs. He's thinking or planning things. He's a dead corpse, and he goes, right. all according to plan. And then Jacob, he speaks, and later Stanley Tucci, because we should say they've created Transformium. There's a whole montage. There's a scientist later playing with it who makes a My Little Pony turn into a fucking oh. bazooka or something. Right, right, and and we need to be clear. He's demonstrating it, and he's saying you could make anything beats, and it's like I can make a copy written <laughs> yes, yeah. retail product. He's talking to his investors, and he so goes, awesome. "You know, this was such a screw up today." And by the way, it talked. Now that would be that would be like if like the R and D research at G and E Electronics was like, "Hey, how's that toaster coming?" Oh, we're fucking it up so much. It was telling me the news the other day, just like talking to me. You'd go, "What? Yeah. Excuse me?" And and self aware. Huh? First line it says, "So Optimus says you have no soul," and then. Galvatron says, yeah, that's why I have no fear, because I'm just a soulless, you know, evil thing. Easier to kill you with. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I wonder if this guy's evil or not. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I remember liking about the first one is it was, I felt, whoa, they actually turned some, like, dumb kids thing 
like verbatim into a big explosive adult quote unquote thing. Right. Um, and that, you know, th- this movie feels like that. It's just a bummer that beyond it not being that interesting to me, there's also like all the stuff that just makes me feel weird, um, like mixed in there. If it was just big, dumb, loud, and that stupid, like I'm all, I'm all here for that. Absolutely. Kind of stuff. Um, mm. You know, and I was enjoying, like when the, the thing turned into the beats, like that's a win for me because <laughs> I don't Absolutely. need this movie to have integrity. Yeah. I'd rather have a giggle at like, really? Right. Yeah. I was just waiting like, for it kind to of... turn into like a can of Coke or something. I, I was looking <laughs> well, for Lenovo. This is what I kind of like about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need, well, we had brain. You just didn't turn into Lenovo this time. But crazy, it. Mike. Um, there is a level of self awareness to this. Like even when they're saying, "Oh, we we uh, reverse engineered it. We called it transformium." And then Stanley Tucci's like, "Oh, great. We uh, you know, we focus group that. And that's what we're you know right. going with. Sure, why not?" Like they're like, "Yeah, this is a shitty name. Good job, writers." And they're like aware of it, right? Yeah. So those kind of moments where they're like, "Yeah, what the hell are we doing?" You know. Um, it's fun, but it still has some of that weird stuff. And again, Adam, because he didn't watch the last two. To me, this is decidedly less weird and awkward <laughs> feeling wow, to watch. Yeah, there's compared still to those. some very weird moments, though. Like it still has that, you know, Michael hey, Bay. Of course, it does. Yeah. Yes, Mike. I also wanted to mention, you know, they're kind of commenting on on mm-hmm. some of the problems of the movie within the movie. There's also the scene where you know Mark Wahlberg goes to the, uh, you know, the rundown movie theater that he's going to buy, and the guy was like, you know, the problem these days is uh, movies are all like sequels and. Uh, and you know re- reboots, reboots and all and that shit. so they're like kind of ha- hanging a lampshade on you know the fact that their movie is just the fourth movie in the, in this series and everything too but I, just, I don't know if that yeah. makes it better if you're pointing out the flaws That's, in your movie it's right? such a grand question Jacob if you had to hmm. ask Michael Bay are you proud that you're one of the few people who of a series made five movies set in the same universe <laughs> who else can say that you know, right. Sylvester Stallone did not direct every Rocky movie. I mean, here's the thing that I think is the worst thing you can do as a, a multimedia corporation is, you know, treat your audience as if it's stupid. And I feel the previous three movies are purposely just treating us like we're stupid. Right. And this one is at least saying, you know, it's dumb. We know it's dumb. Let's let it be dumb. Right. Kind of wink and a nod. Instead of just give us your money for this dumb robot thing. This one is at least like, look, we know it, you know it, secrets out. These are fucking stupid. And and at least, I don't know, it's still gross, but slightly less gross to me, you know. Yeah. That's where I land it's on it. It's a different type of gross. Oh. Yeah. Again, Mike, if I'm relating every one of these movies to like a different director and stuff where I'm like, that Spielberg mm. first movie, that James Cameron second movie that George Lucas Return of the Jedi third movie. This one, it's the Joss Whedon Avengers where you are feeling that stuff at the end where he just starts talking about knights and you don't have to know that there's another movie coming and we have the foresight to know that the next one's called The Last Night, but you just get in that moment where you're like, what the fuck is he talking about now? Like he's, yeah, they start right. throwing these curveballs of this other stuff where it does start to get to the bleed of and make sure people know this is a bigger universe and there is more coming. Right. That is kind of the weak uh, weakness of this is once it's expanding the scope of this individual film, like kind of loses. Yeah. Me. And in each one, they kind of expand the history of Transformers, but in a way that, I don't even Con- know conflicts. what to think about anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
everyone keeps saying this is the secret history you can't believe that ones right. came 10 minutes before the last one you thought came the earliest and i keep looking at my watch going like okay so like that one came at 6 million bc this one came at 7 million bc at what point does it fucking matter that these robots were always hanging on the earth Right, exactly. And then I think by the time we get to Bumblebee, it'll be even, uh, even be more confusing we've, with Bumblebee we coming live in the here. 80s. What is Bumblebee? Is just a Bumblebee movie? Yeah, it's a Bumblebee uh, solo movie with Haley Steinfeld where it's kind of a coming-of-age thing where we she finds Bumblebee. It's huge e. meets Bumblebee. In the 80s. It's, it's, a, it's a very Spielbergian 80s movie. Nice. With Three of us yeah. widely prefer that. Now, let me ask you, Adam. Would you pick up from this one you watched and the first one you remember, where he kind of was the co-lead, that Bumblebee is the standout character of the good guy robots? Yeah, absolutely. He's like really? uh, Pikachu, you know. He's he's <laughs> like he's the so, lovable he's one. So I, there was little a, in this one. I hate it. Every is, time they pull him out more. But it was so it was so formulaic. There was I can't remember what it was that happened. Someone was like kidnapped or whatever, and I said, "Okay, Bumblebee's going to save the day here because we have to have like we have to realize that Bumblebee is like the emotional heart." and the like relatable robot. Mm, so right. in about 30 minutes, Bumblebee is going to save that character. And it played out exactly like that. I think, wow. um, because I was like, yeah, this is the, this is the robot. They market more than Optimus. Yes. Really? Yeah. Like, I had a, Optimus is Charizard. Note, and so, yeah, exactly <laughs> but I would say, um, yeah. you know, Bumblebee does have less to do in this one because the whole point of him in the first three is that it's his connection with, Shia Sam. LaBeouf, Sam Witwick. Right. So the guardian. now he, he doesn't have his like human person anymore. So he's just kind of, and, and, and Kate Yeager identifies more with Optimus. So now Bumblebee well, just kind of there. Which Jacob, that's so true. He does <laughs> identify more with Optimus, but we get these scenes where they're breaking into Stanley Tucci's lab and it's Mark Wahlberg, Cade Yeager and Bumblebee. Bumblebee sees Stinger. The new Bumblebee. We get this big acting out scene, and Mark Wahlberg keeps going, Yo, B, calm down. You're getting so worked up. You're acting crazy right now. Well, right. And there's these videos that are like, You know how Bumblebee's just like a it's huge a piece of piece shit? Like shit. <laughs> what if they had a Bumblebee that was just Red Bumblebee everywhere? Coming September. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So Stare. I understand why he was upset. Um, yeah. That was very silly. <laughs> And then at the end, he does kill his evil self uh, and it's, is like, it's I hate imitation. Wild. Pterodactyl <laughs> swoop helps him out. Cheap he feeds the head to him. Yes. It's fucking awesome. It's basically I, I a Mortal Kombat scene. on the movies. Yeah. Wow. Um, the thing is, he's, we got Bumblebee getting body shamed, but then he changes himself to look more like yes. the version they were peddling, which is not yes. a good message for children. No. He should have stayed the same. And yeah. all he should have stayed in his workshop design. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an issue with that. Um, but <laughs> very funny scene that I want to mention when um, Mark Wahlberg's like complaining about his daughter to Optimus, and then Optimus is like, "Oh yeah, I used to have that problem with Bumblebee." 
Yeah. What, what does that yes. mean? Is, is Bumblebee your yes. son? Was, I, 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 scratch. I had no yeah, idea. I was like, oh, you're also inappropriately attracted to Bumblebee? Like, I don't... <laughs> right. Bumblebee, do you know Romeo and Juliet laws? You can't hook up with Cliff <laughs> Jumper. But Bumblebee but was trying the, to date Sam Witwicky. Yeah, whole time. from the earlier <laughs> movies, we know Bumblebee is obsessed with getting Sam and Michaela to have sex inside of him. So maybe he's got like a weird fetish thing. That's what Optimus is talking about, probably. <laughs> But come on, B. Now he's fighting with all the other robots. He's got all this pent-up energy because he's not around Michaela or yes. Sam anymore. Right. And in my opinion, so here's a weird fact. The voice actor for the one line in the first movie, Mike, Bumblebee, I will. I want to stay here. They will protect you. Want do to it, stay Mike. with it's the my boy. favorite. <laughs> yeah. I want to stay with the boy. He is the yeah. voice actor for Lockdown, uh, interestingly. So Ooh. kind of like a big part. Um, mm-hmm. But B... Doesn't it feel like B should almost be credited to Eddie Murphy? It seems like he plays like 30 Eddie Murphy clips in this one for his own voice to the point where I was like, is Eddie Murphy Bumblebee? Well, there's Leonard Nimoy in the last one. It depends on the guest stars, yes. too, because we had Big Lebowski in this yes. as well. So yes. it really depends on lines. who the other actors of the movie are. That's true. We have John Goodman so, as a voice. So wild to me when I I read that was John Goodman. Yes. It just blew my mind. Why is he smoking yeah. a cigar? I don't know. But the hound what is, is probably it? my just favorite. He's so, just so hateful. <laughs> He's just such a hateful. Like I don't I don't have a lot of tolerance for like aggro bros shouting bitch a lot, and it like hurt me that that was John Goodman. I was like, he's the Call of Duty bot. I wish they would have pulled back on 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 him yelling bitch for sure, but I oh, like that so character. He does, he's definitely the second most consequential Autobot in the movie after Optimus. He's yeah. most designed. Like yeah. he yes. he is recognizable. He's got yeah. that weird beard well, thing. Going yeah, my on. favorite thing about mm-hmm. him is that he has a cigar that's like just a bullet backwards, apparently, and the, and then in the end he like turns it around and shoots it out of his mouth at somebody <laughs> like a bullet. So cool <laughs> setup. And payoff, right? This is <laughs> filmmaking, folks. So that's, you know, that's just the like Mike. the football. Please, let's Adam. The setup and payoff of the football. Do you have any oh thoughts on this? Uh, no, none. <laughs> so <laughs> he passes no. it off. Katie Hager, all American inventor guy from Texas, right? Uh, giant biceps uh, that we know and love. Um, he can apparently just find footballs anywhere. Hey, he's American football. Even if he's in some random Chinese guy's apartment. Uh, that guy happened to play <laughs> American football. huge in China. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, right. And so he, he can finds throw a football it. and throws it at a gunman. <laughs> he throws it at the guy's head and basically, and then pushes him out the window and then he dies. Saves the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Good job, Kate Hager. I mean, State. I, there's something cool, uh, not cool, there's something interesting <laughs> about the action sequences for that character all being like, seriously, just a group of five-year-olds are playing in the backyard and this is what they'd be. Oh, I'd yeah. be the guy with the sword who's a gun who is somehow <laughs> as capable at killing Transformers right. as other Transformers. Like, I'm going right. to do ground warfare for I, long periods of time. Well, here's something I want to ask, too, because you remember in the first Transformers, Adam, there's a lot of military guys just shooting five, five, six NATO rounds at alien robots. It doesn't seem to work that well. And they do that throughout the next two. So when they finally get gave him an alien gun i'm like this makes more sense than the previous three and, movies combined as stupid as it is that'd be like it's a alien toothpick gun. to them it's, it's so a, it small is a, it is one of those props from like a halloween store that's just like <laughs> injection molded and like it does not look like a real item 
Right, right, um, right. But, but it's like, at least it's alien technology this time and not just yes. a nine millimeter that you're shooting it's at Megatron. It's from the Knights, yeah. right? It's from the... So the it's ship. it's from okay. yeah it's from lockdown ship but I I got the feeling that it could be any like you just had a bunch of alien captives right from not just Cybertron but different aliens we see one mm-hmm. alien like spits something at the John Goodman robot and then he like shoots it and he's like kill it you dead it bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he shoots it what I was gonna say is Mark Wahlberg's mm-hmm. role in this I think it really is like a Michael Bay stand-in. He's like, okay, we did the high school kid. Let's get a, a single dad. I don't know if Michael Bay's single, but I imagine that he can complain be. about his daughter. <laughs> I yeah. imagine that he would be. And then he's going to run around. <laughs> kind of controlling. Shooting a, a, an alien robot gun that can kill other alien robots. And then he also has the scene with the boyfriend, the contrast between them when they're on the bounty hunter ship and the boyfriend is just like surrenders immediately. And then he's like, Phew. Typical millennials, right? Of course. And Jacob, you know, we get the Michael Bay villain in the first scene, which is a gay cowboy theater owner who is supposed to be the like, yeah, fuck this smart city slicker. He thinks he can talk down to Mark Wahlberg. Right. And then mm-hmm. one of the few like people of color is someone that Mike Wahlberg chases off with a baseball bat. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. It's Throwing such a weird like, scene. It's just like super yeah, aggressive Wahlberg to this is, woman who's just like, you're, you're yeah, a house And he's behind on his table. Like, he's the squatter in this scenario. Like, he's a bad guy <laughs> and he's just super aggro all the time. Um, and just imagining, you know, Mark Wahlberg understanding anything that's going on at that final battle where he's just kind of looking on and seeing these giant robots fight each other. Like, oh, yeah. you don't have no idea what's going on, do you, Mark No, Wahlberg? but Jacob, the, he the is such... Was, the Rock, I would have watched do that, you know, and like yeah. suspended my disbelief. You though, would have I expected like. him to drop the gun at one point and box one of the Transformers <laughs> if it was the Rock. <laughs> but he, he is such... Awesome. Kate Yeager is a stand-in for the American person because it's like, okay... You're living through the housing crisis. You have all these other issues, but you're right. Mm. The Transformers are to blame. The weird foreigners fucking ruining this country for the rest of us. There is a lot of the other to blame right. on this. Yes. It's like they, this one for Kelsey sure. Grammer. Yeah, he says there's no such thing as a good alien. No, you know, they're enemies. Like, That's all. Yeah. They are. That's the interesting thing, though, because. This this movie is kind of is is um, pro you know immigration or whatever you want to say because the whole message is that the Kelsey Grammer is the bat like unequivocally the bad guy of the movie right right which again is well, the flip of the Michael Bay standard thing yes you know? and he learns a lesson but Optimus does shout out at one point I'm through helping humans you're on your own now and Mark Wahlberg goes do you really mean what you said Optimus <laughs> that you're not going to help yeah. us anymore that's kind of rude if you think about it. Like, let's let's talk about Optimus's yeah, stuff because he does say well, we're going to get the seed and then fuck humans. We're, we're out leaving of here. forever. <laughs> right, yeah. one more time. That's it. You're but on to your be own. Fair, then he threatens I mean, a Optimus bunch of dinosaurs. Is, he's been through a lot of shit, and and some yes. you know humans have really wronged him. So I understand why he feels that way. No respect. Yeah, he has PTSD um, in this movie, Adam. He's, he's, he's at the end of his rope. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> He's been betrayed he's several times right. through the years. Uh, Sentinel Prime betrayed him. Um, but, yeah, Optimus but Prime. But he's a great leader, and all the other hey, Autobots agree, which is very leader. funny at the end. Because Adam, they're just when, like, wow, he, he has the coolest voice out of all of us. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> 
crosshairs. John DiMaggio comes in. That's the reason he's the leader. It brings tears to your eyes. What? Him threatening to kill a bunch of these like foreigners that he's like begging to help him? Optimus Prime throughout the movies is just completely bloodthirsty, murders people all the time, murders other, uh, you know, robots. And his catchphrase is not Autobots roll out like it is in the comics it or the cartoon. But um, his his catchphrase in this one is really, I'll kill you, because he says that so many times. <laughs> I'll yeah, kill I you! Too. He says when they meet back up with the Autobots, classic he's line. like, yeah, classic, uh, you know, from the cartoon. I love when he says, I'll kill you. I'll kill so you. He's like, face. I swore to never kill humans, but he is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, right like, after he killed like oh 10 God. security officers and on the way out of Jaeger's house. And then you're right, when he's recruiting the, the night Dinobots, he's like, I'll, I'll, you'll earn your freedom fighting for me or you'll die. <laughs> or you'll die. And then they have a little yeah. tussle and Grimlock's kind of like, all right. And he's like, yeah, that's right. All right, you little bitch. Yeah, he literally says, I'll, I'm giving you freedom. <laughs> Smacks him in the yeah. face. It's terrible. So this is what right. freedom looks like. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, it's like American colonialism in, in the Middle East or whatever where it's Take like, this yeah, freedom. we're fighting, you know, we're fighting for your freedom by, you know, invading your country. Don't worry yes. about it. Yeah, it's wild. It's a, a lot of layers to this movie. <laughs> there are. But hey, yeah, to Optimus your guys' credit, guy. I kind of didn't even realize this while watching it, but Mike, you are so right. No portals in the sky. No, mm-hmm. you know, MacGuffin they're racing for. It's really about where's Optimus? Here's Optimus. We got to keep moving. Lockdown's coming. Oh, no. Lockdown took Optimus and my daughter. We got to go get them back. They get up on the ship. They save them. Then this kind of, like I said, Avengersy stuff of, is the movie over? Well, we could add 20 more minutes of introducing new characters. It's like, yes. all right, well, yeah, let's do that part. Which and then again, they got to do the seed. Yeah. This movie is so fucking long. I, oh, yeah. At one point, I was like, okay, it's got to be wrapping up. They're, you know, on the alien ship or whatever, saving his daughter. It's got to be wrapping up soon. I paused the movie. One hour and forty-five minutes in. There's still an hour left Jesus in this movie. Jesus Christ! And I'm that's like, the beginning of the third act. <laughs> yeah, they haven't even wow. gotten to China yet. <laughs> Maybe that's why the color grading is so weird, and why the audio is. Are all the movies audio designed? So there's never like the robot voices don't feel diegetic at all. They don't echo off of anything. No, it's just like very true. Straight We've out of a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's very tin. It's candy. such a bummer. Because yeah. it's like that would add so much weight to these characters if there was any like rumble to their voice or it, it even existed in the environment. But it's all just it, kind of like we sound like this wherever we are. It yeah, totally sounds just ADR. Yeah, like I'm yeah. a fat ballerina. It's like just John Goodman <laughs> in the booth, and it makes separate no, from what's on screen. It makes no difference how loud the stuff is around them. It's at the like same level. They know, like I don't know. It was kind of a channel, bummer. perfect Boom. volume dialogue I, channel. I wanted that from a Michael Bay big budget movie. I didn't just want set pieces. I wanted like wow, the grass is the same color of green in every shot. Like not yeah. like oh weird. This seems like. Like it was shot with six different cameras this scene and not for an artistic reason. <laughs> like, I don't no, know. For a let's move as fast as we can. a very long time yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then this is another like leaning into um, global box office. We have a plot point and there's a whole factory in China we got to move stuff to. The final battles in Hong Kong. I like Godzilla versus King Kong. Hong Kong is one of my favorite cities I've ever had the pleasure of visiting. Do we like wow. the battle in Hong Kong? Is it 
cool? Is it distracting? Because I think the climax, right, as long as it is, it's more structurally sound than the third movie because because of those beats of spaceship, kidnap, the seed, right? Like the bridge, right? We got to stop it from getting out, you know. So there's clear beats of, you know, when things are happening, getting the dinosaurs involved as opposed to the Battle of Chicago. So it's at least you can follow what's happening as far as the progression of that climax right. better than the client, you know. And of course, movie. it's, you know, the obligatory uh, pandering to the China market by setting the big climax in China, right? That's Has the first time for Transformers. Because um, we had made a billion dollars with the previous movie, and absolutely. that was in Chicago. We know who so, these are for right, now. Know. Let's do it, yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, some of the other characters, like Stanley Tucci. Uh, I like this character because he has more of a redemption arc than most characters in Transformers movies, right? He starts out as like, hmm. you know, as part of the villains, basically as this like uh, Steve Jobs kind of guy. But then he kind of learns over the course of the movie that, hey, maybe, you know, the Autobots aren't so bad and we shouldn't be creating evil versions of them, I guess. And then he, he kind of has an arc in this movie, don't you think? Yeah, he's got an he he's got an arc. It was just one more thing that was confusing for me. You know, like it took me long enough to adjust to like, oh wait, he's a good guy now. Um, I was just like, why? Well, he learned. You know, yeah, from his I kind of liked him better as the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, like there's a shot. I rewatched the uh, the trailer to try to refresh mm-hmm. myself as well. And he's got you know the the big moment in that trailer is him being like, oh my god, I'm overacting, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. great. Like I love it. I, I feel like he steals the show too. He does have an arc and he's fun when he's the villain, like when he's just saying algorithms, math. Why can't we make things? You know, I, like the the I was just yeah. about, about to his, say, Jacob. He has a yeah. he has a crazy girlfriend thing too. Sorry, I just totally forgot. Oh, yeah. He's like hitting Fan on ding a, ding. Yes, yes. It's so and weird. then that she's not interested in <laughs> so at all. She, she's like his employee and just wants her to He's always raise. getting he's like, close. I'm in love with he's going to kiss her. Yeah. And she's yeah. always like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, did you miss me? The other no. female character, there are <laughs> no strange. female uh, Transformers uh, no. or like. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is basically the exact same character that the other girl in this movie is which is oh, like the other, let's get yes. those shots and yeah and then like, there's yeah. the other blonde lady that <laughs> um works, oh, for the stanley blonde lady tucci, works for stanley tucci who just kind of appears yes. sometimes uh yeah she's kind of like, like a she, Antarctica. Yeah. she sees grimlock in the first yeah she finds the, the metal skeleton it's wild yeah, and oh, then you right. don't see her for 54 Again, more minutes i just want to follow this thread that adam just started here because we, we talked about yes. rc is a female transformer we got the hint the of only her one, maybe? in the second movie, kind of the only one in the series, but they don't show her. There are if you're if you're switching all these things around, you could gender bend half these things, you could do this and that. Now, mm-hmm. we already talked about the race stuff, but for them to be like, okay, yeah, there's not gonna be a woman transformer, but we aren't doing pretty hot in these Asian markets. What if one was a samurai? <laughs> like at that point you could literally just say, just make one of them a woman then. May have one of them have long blonde hair for all I fucking know. The little doctor one has blue hair. What's the goddamn difference, Michael Bay? Give it boobs. Right. Make and it we look like some, a woman uh, you would want to fuck. A Michael Bay robot. As woman. a robot. Yeah, we could get some gratuitous 
uh, transformer butt shots. Yes. It would be great. I, yeah. I mean, it is, it is funny that like, obviously this show was made specifically like we are going to target little boys. That is what yes. transformers is. That is like how we define the toy market. So like, of course, like that makes sense. Like where it's the time and place that it's coming from. It was just surprising yeah. again. I was like, this came out in 2014, 16, Somewhere yeah, around there. At this point, Hollywood recently was enough up that a it little felt bit. weird. Yes. Yeah, it was just like I would have guessed there would have been one like, like you said, like shoehorned in in a weird way, like sexy Autobot. Why not? Even the even the human female characters in this series have always been either like the girlfriend of the main character or the daughter of the main character. Rarely is there. I think there's the the hacker lady in the first one that has like some. Um, you know, does she her still own goes thing. to her buddy's house and he helps with the right, code. Like right. she, she doesn't solve the problem on Terrible. her own because she it's it's not good. And I I argue that the best female character in the series is Megan Fox in the first Michaela. movie because she knows about cars. Right. She drives Bumblebee in the final battle. She actually has the most agency in the series. True, but that's the high point. Yeah, and it's not very high. And it, it, this is another case where it's like. The boyfriend who's a rally driver is more important than Katie Yeager's actual daughter, right? Well, Which this is a this, bit of a bummer. Right. This what does the daughter out. even do in this movie? Nothing really. And she, she pulls the e-brake once. Yeah. And she, she gets scared walking it. on the, the line across the, the building, which anyone would be scared. That's fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, like, hold on. Uh... Just because Adam said it up top, you know, do we think Rosie Hunting Whiteley and Shia LaBeouf are dead? Do we in the universe of these movies? Where do we think they are at this point? Because if it's five years of all Transformers are outlaws, they're on the run. Why wouldn't he be talking at press conferences or doing a podcast at that point? Going right. Well, actually, as a guy who had personal experience with Optimus Prime, the leader of the Transformers. Yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, think I know Sam Witwicky would be. They would. They should have at least mentioned him in some capacity. They even mentioned Megan Fox in the last one to explain why she, why they broke up or whatever. But in yes. this one, it's just like Sam Witwicky. Never heard of that guy. Bumblebee um, yeah, should have I, said I, one line of real dialogue that said Sam's dead. He should have just said that out of nowhere, and it just kept going. And I've been like, oh, what was that, Bumblebee? Right. I think if anything in the universe of this particular film, who knows what the last night will shed light on? Because I think we do get some characters back, but. As far as this movie is concerned, I think all of them must be in a government black site. Once <laughs> yes. Kelsey Grammer took over, he's like, all right, you know, John Turturro, Sam Witwicky, girlfriend of Sam Witwicky, yeah. you know, Josh Demel, you're Guantanamo, <laughs> right? That's it. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I, I think that's that, it. Mike. They all got just, yeah, black sighted. And, and that's the only explanation I have. Or they're in hiding, right? You know, same I thing. Guess. They're just in Panama or something. Yeah, I buy either of this. <laughs> One of the two. So overall, though, uh, you know, what are we thinking? Better than two and three slightly. Uh, I mean, they're all kind of bad in their own way, but um, I do like some aspects of this better. I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Two. I don't know. Maybe that's a uh, the kind of final thought that we can Ooh, get uh, into that could be, yeah. right after. Right. Let's transform <laughs> over to our final thoughts right now on Normies Like Us.
back. The podcast isn't extinct yet, but our coverage on Age of Extinction, the fourth Transformers movie, is almost up. We're here giving our final thoughts. Adam, we're going to throw it over to you as the guest. You know, we were just saying, you know, is it the best out of these Transformers? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Just on your own star system or out of 10 or whatever, just as a movie, what the fuck would you give this thing? Man, uh, out of 10... I would give this a, I'd give it a five, maybe. Oh, that is a, high. <laughs> maybe like a 4.5. Here's why, though. I think, um, you know, it was fun jumping in with no context because similarly to the first one, if you've never seen a Transformers movie, I think there's something interesting about watching one. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I get all like, you know, I get all upset about like problematic stuff, which is, you know, partially my problem of not being able to just like roll my eyes and move on. But even with that, it is like a spectacle. It's weird. My girlfriend and I had a good time watching it because yes. there's nothing else quite like this. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's very strange to watch Optimus Prime punching a dinosaur robot in the head. Like, yeah. yes. you know. So there, there's entertainment value in it, even if the the sum of its parts is like, bleh. you know. And, yeah. and also, like, I like bad movies. I think there there got to be people that like can just have a great time watching this because all it would take is for my brain to be tweaked in a slightly different direction, where I'm like, oh man, I really like the design of these robots, and I like watching them fight. I just uh, I but, happen to be that way about X-Wings. That's, that's the only <laughs> I difference. That. I would watch the that. worst movie in the world. Would you watch this? Say you owned this. Would you put this on again in the same year that you watched this once before? No. <laughs> no. I don't think it's fun enough. Impossible. Like, And there's not enough. Like, it's it's too hard to wrap a brain around to, like, kind of even sit and make fun of. Right. It's just like, But wow. now that you've watched this one, would you go back and watch... Great the other ones uh, or not? <laughs> Do you want more? <laughs> you gotta catch up. A little more punishment. <laughs> would I seek it out on my own? No. Would I? You know? Would <laughs> Would I watch them if they were the only things I had to watch? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if Michael my toes Bay in late comes at night. to your house and puts it in your Blu-ray player and says, "Adam, sit down. We're watching all five of these." That's when you'll watch them. <laughs> Oh yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to love to sit down and be terrified next to that man watching it. All he has this to, is a weird movie. All he has to do is kinda like hanging out with you. Then you'll be in one of them and just get residuals for a potential yes. billion dollar movie for the rest yes. of your life. I'm, I'll take Oh man, I would love it. Yeah. I would take a job uh, like pretty quickly in a movie like this. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If I read the script and I was like, this is creepy, I would still have a, a big problem like or a big struggle not yes. being like, oh, I want to shoot the sword gun. Like, that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, right. But we're at the table read, and Michael, I do have some questions about Romeo and Juliet loss. And he'd be like, no, 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 we're saving that for after production. <laughs> that's staying in. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Well, I appreciate um, yeah, you yeah. at least. Solid, solid five. <laughs> solid yeah, five. wow. That's fair, I think. That's the fair. The Rotten Tomatoes audience score is at exactly 15 15- 50%, uh, 17%. Really? <laughs> but, That's yeah. got to be higher than the last one. Wow. I'll find out. I, I would also say it's way too long. You know, if if I were to see this in the Dollar Theater, I'd probably walk out halfway through yes. and be like, I got my entertainment value. Yeah, you'd have <laughs> like, to. You'd I don't, be like, I'm, I was supposed to yeah. get dinner an hour ago. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> how is this still going? Uh, Dark of the Moon is a 55% audience score. That, so. What? That's insane. 
slightly higher. I mean, higher. these movies have made a lot of money. The critic score uh, is 35, nearly twice as high. That for... makes a lot more sense. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I can move into my final thoughts. Yeah, First, please. I wanted to mention one fun fact that I actually was thinking about this better be fun. as we were recording. Oh, I hope it will be. <laughs> um, but I actually developed this in my head as we were talking just nice. now. But Colin, you mentioned, obviously, okay, John Goodman is the voice of Hound, our mm-hmm. favorite Transformer. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned that Bumblebee has a line. One of his lines is from the movie The Big Lebowski starring John Goodman. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works exactly. But then I started thinking about it. There's a lot of weird Big Lebowski connections to the Transformers series. You got John Goodman. I know for a fact that Steve Buscemi oh. is a voice in the next one. Hmm. Yes, John, John Turturro. And you got Francis McDormand, who's married to one of the Cohen brothers. Of course. So, Jacob, I bet that is Michael Bay's favorite movie. I bet if you Googled <laughs> an interview, be. he would say, because think about think about the plot of that. Oh my, and he would, he would say it's funny, like, not ironically and not unironically, he would not understand what we all think is funny about that movie. He'd be like, oh, sure. that's so, are you kidding? That's hilarious. A girl gets her toe cut off? That's so funny. You'd be He's like, trying no, to get Michael, a carpet. you're not understanding any of it. There's a whole yeah. MacGuffin right. thing. And, and the hound <laughs> the is literally thing. just Walter. Am I the only yeah. one here who thinks that Galvatron is a piece of yes. shit? You know? <laughs> exactly. And so the more I thought of that, I was like, that's insane. And why wow. did, um, you know, Jeff... What's, I always get Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Bridges and Jeff Daniels confused. But uh, Jeff Bridges, why is he not a voice in one of them? That's a great and question. How does the universe work if if the Big Lebowski it exists within the Transformers universe that Bumblebee can use a line from it? For well, they're voice, not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're not actually speaking. It's not like they know English, right? Because that's some sort. They could have downloaded John Goodman's they voice. Because when the he yeah. saves the transform or the the Dinobots, he goes Klignar Clog Darkaron. Are you speaking dinosaur to them? Question mark. Yeah, I guess Jacob. He took it as an elective in college. It was a dead language. I said, "You'll never need this." Yeah, who's laughing now, Daddy Prime? That's right. Um, so that all just blew my mind. The but last night. That's good. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing St- Steve Buscemi bot in the next one. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. I don't remember wow. that. Yeah, apparently that's like one thing. I have not seen it. I had not seen this one either, but I just know that Steve Buscemi is in the next one as a voice. I Incredible. wonder if him and John, if John Goodman comes back. I don't think he does. But uh, anyways, for my final thoughts, I'll say... There were certain aspects of this that I did like, that I did enjoy more than the last couple, right? Like I mm-hmm. mentioned, the Autobots are have more personality. They're more distinct. Um, I like Lockdown, the bounty hunter character. I thought that was cool. So there's some cool things in this movie. Overall, I did, once it got to the, you know, the big action fight scene at the end, I was like, so ready for this movie to be over that I was like, I can't believe I'm still watching this. <laughs> Just zoning but, out. Even Optimus Prime riding on a T-Rex, a robot T-Rex holding a giant sword wasn't enough to keep me interested. In this movie. Don't even remember that that happened. Yeah. Like, it's not all the posters. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, how do I not remember that? Um, it's a key art. Yeah. So overall, say, you know, if I had to rank the four that we've seen so far, I would probably put Transformers 1 
at the top, and then this one would probably be next, and then Dark of the Moon, and then Revenge of the Fallen, if I had to order them. Wow. So far, okay. One, four, three, two. One, four, three, two. Wow. Bumblebee above all of them so far still, but uh, uh, we'll get to that one hopefully eventually. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would say, you know, eh, it's, it's another Transformers movie. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it. it's another one. <laughs> um, Congratulations, y'all. Yeah. Thanks. I, CG. Thank, thank you. Yeah, it's I'll, been I'll, a trial and a tribulation. It sure has. I guess, I guess I'll jump in here. Uh, this one I said surprisingly enjoyed it more than the previous two. I think the first one is still you know the best one to watch if you're only going to watch one. But if you are going to watch a second one, you could just skip two and three and just imagine that that first <laughs> battle with Megatron because he gets killed in that one too. Just that's yeah. the Battle of Chicago. You don't need any of the other movies. And they get Megatron's head. Who gives a shit, right? And this could be right. a direct sequel where you have Sam Witwicky one time. Who cares? Yes. Next movie, Mark Wahlberg, they're in hiding. Five years later. Who cares, right? Chicago Battle was nuts. And this would just be a perfect sequel. You could delete the other two. So that's how I look at it because they're the two most enjoyable yeah. overall. Um, the, there's an incredible Bud Light you know, scene. Is this your car? <laughs> oh my God. I called, I called that. Yeah. Like, before. I was like, this. when the truck got hit, I was like, that's not enough. Like <laughs> it is going to roll to him in what? combat. There's an spaceship. insert shot you of his POV just looking at the mirror. Hey man. <laughs> hey, in on it. hey bro. <laughs> you have spaceship insurance? <laughs> Wait, you want insurance? Get the fuck give me my gun. Give me yeah. He's road raging this man. With yeah, an incredible. alien gun, and he's a hero. And of course, he opens the Bud Light on the guy's car and drinks it aggressively drinks in front a sip. of him. Aggressively <laughs> yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Smashes so classic, it. Classic. So that's a, oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> also, like again, you could tell what the Transformers are. They're identifiable without being offensive, you know, generally. And um, they have cool cars, like cooler. Like the Bugatti Veyron is like a very cool car. It's not just a Corvette, yeah. right? Like there's some. Is cra- that the Stinger? That's the one that Drift is, is the Bugatti. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, St- Stinger cool. Stinger um, was cool, too. I don't know what kind of car. He was, was a Huayra. It's like a different wow. European brand. But it, it was like on Top Gear. It's one of those supercars, right? Damn. Uh, um, so there's some very cool cars in this compared to the other ones where it's like, here's a Corvette and a GMC pickup truck. Right. right? But is that because like they can use other kinds of cars that aren't gm now because i think as the franchise blew up maybe more companies wanted to get on board we'll give you money for the budget obviously you're going to take that money um and we didn't even mention uh optimus's disguise where he's like what he looks looks like like in the cartoon right there's a bunch of mortars in here oh what (laughs) happened to you pal barely misses uh engine so i mean yeah (laughs) in in summary it's weirdly the least Michael Bay of the Michael Bay Transformers so far. There's still weird stuff, but it's dialed back. There's not racist robots. There's maybe slightly racially off-note robot, but even he's walking yeah, the a line samurai. instead of crossing it, whereas in other ones, he's just crossing yeah. every line, right? right. And so, you know I'm adjusting my score down to, down to one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Those you. are great summaries. Reminded me of the movie again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm dropping this back to one. But they did it right because, not right, but, you know, you get John Goodman, you get Ken Watanabe, you get, like, these big-name people that are recognizable and give a robot that has a character that's identifiable, not just, like random bleep blurb over here. Like we made a joke that you can't identify any Decepticon in any of these movies. Cut it down. Just lock down. That's it. So yeah, it's the most watchable. True in this one. 
yeah. besides uh, Galvatron and, and Stinger. But there's not um, that many. It's, it's like really. Right. But at the end, there's like a bunch of random ones that are like attacking. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Hound fine. kills mm, 10 Decepticons <laughs> oh, that we've never seen before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He does kill a bunch of those guys. Um, but yeah, it, this could just be a sequel to the first one. Final note. <sighs> No Linkin Park, Imagine Dragons, my favorite band. But <laughs> you could <laughs> you say know. Imagine Dragons is like the Linkin Park of the 2010s. 100%. Right? Yeah, I don't know, so I do miss uh, hearing a Linkin Park jam every time um, the Transformers movie wrapped. But that aside, it's still the best one since the first one, but also not very good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, I'm Just to there. piggyback off what you were saying, Mike. Um, yeah. It's crazy to think that before this one, they didn't really do celebrity voice casting of the no only for like the main other villain, than like Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like, and it, you know, why not get John Goodman and Ken Watanabe to be your voices instead of just some random, you know, people that we don't know? They should have all been yeah. stunt casting, every single yeah. one. It, Hugo Weaving was the biggest voice actor outside of Peter Cullen, and then they go, oh yeah, 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 people would come to these. It's you know, it only costs this much to make them. You know, why not get big names in them right Matt yep so we'll see if last night follows that trend because I think it's the best the robots have been done to this point you know but anyway Colin what are your last thoughts I got 50 things I want to say (laughs) first of all we talked a little Stanley Tucci in last night this may be a spoiler Stanley Tucci plays a different character and if you guys can see or notice who he is and bring it up to me in the next episode without looking it up you win some sort of prize. We will negotiate <laughs> later. It is I will not look it up. one of a kind. Super excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we didn't talk about the Dinobots as much as I wanted. You know, cartoon show. They were my favorite. My favorite Autobots for sure. You know, they were the biggest. Likewise. Grimlock was a maniac. He would talk like this. Me Grimlock say no way I do that. And you know, for a four-year-old Colin to see a character that had that energy. Imagine my mom trying to put me to bed that night. Colin, say no way. I mean, I would do that all the fucking time to them. Um, Hilarious. That's I what they were saying characters. in ancient Cybertronian, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet Grimlock saying, shut up, Optimus I'm Prime. Get on freedom. my back. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah. They, I, oh, oh! I looked up. I, I was a little curious on their backstory. I, I wasn't sure if I was getting it right, my memory. So I like looked up their thing on the cartoon. Jacob, apologies. You were right. Their last name is Witwicky. It is Spike and Sparkplug Witwicky. So a couple of blocks living next to the <laughs> volcano that these robots live in. I have no idea. Who can explain Yeager, that? though? He's not from the cartoon. Yeah, no. Kate Yeager. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Um, let's talk about Kid Jaeger for a minute. (laughs) I said up top, my M night Shyamalan connection. I want to talk about Mark Wahlberg for just a Mm. second for this wrap up. You guys have to understand this point where he was at in his career. I said it before the happening. I just happened to watch the happening, you know, right before we watched this one, I was like, I'll get some great Mark Wahlberg. And that is such a turning point in his career. It's right after the departed. It's the first movie he got after that Oscar nomination. That is a role for him. A Boston cop, you know what I mean? That's that's what you would think of Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. That's where he's at his best. So then to go to a science teacher in Pennsylvania in The Happening and to oh, yeah. start this downward spiral. Now, to me, that is where he became self-aware, where someone must have said, you can't keep doing this. And then I think the most important next thing to happen is 
the Mark Wahlberg talking to animals SNL video. That parody, you know, Andy Samberg, he hit something we were all thinking that no one had verbalized. You didn't know what an impression of Mark Wahlberg was, that he goes up at the end to make everything sound like a question. That was just something genius Andy Samberg did. It was so popular, Mark Wahlberg eventually comes on on for the next one. He's laughing about himself. That is a critical moment, Jacob. I don't think... If, if he hadn't gotten that injection of self-awareness, he would have continued down that path of, well, I'm, I was up for an Oscar. Shouldn't I be the lead in these other things? I worked with M. Night. Shouldn't I be doing this? No. Stick to the Michael Bay. Do the pain and the gains. You are the big action star. You should be in this stuff. You're going to hook up with Peter Berg at a point. You're going to make a lot of like military things. Awesome. M. Night Shyamalan also has a hand in another career in Age of Extinction. Do you guys mm. know who I am talking about? Another career in Age of Extinction. Guys, it's almost too delicious to say. After the failure of the happening, where I think he says to Mark Wahlberg, hey, you go your way, I'm going to go mine. Trust me, you know, like, here's the thing. Yeah, like, our little movie didn't work out. My next movie, it's a slam dunk. It's an adaptation of a cartoon show. It's called The Avatar. I'm about oh. to just, you know, boom. Boom. You know, I'm going to be making movies forever. This thing will probably gross a billion dollars. Now, signs on with Nickelodeon. He's going to make that movie. M. Night Shyamalan. He's going to direct the adaptation of Avatar. I've never seen Avatar. I don't know that cartoon. I would love for us to do an episode on it just so I I could watch a couple. It, It seems like it's a very popular epic, especially in this quarantine. Now financing starts to fall through. I don't know if you guys know this. They had the, the, the cost breakdown of Avatar is one of the only films to ever have that fully leaked. Mm. So you can see itemized how much they spent on everything. Wow. At a certain point, becomes clear, they run out of money, whether or not that's in pre-production, whether or not it's when they're thinking it out. He hires on to this film a young actress who's only been in a couple things, whose father is a billionaire, who says, make my daughter the lead of your movie. And M. Knight's like, I found another talent. I'm the guy who found Haley Joel Osment. I'm about to crown a new kid actor. I found this actress. She's going to star as Katara, the white lead of Avatar, who's normally a brown person in an Eskimo tribe. And you're like, what is this M. Night Shyamalan? And that young girl, after that disaster of a movie, barely works again, but she grows up and gets hot. And she becomes Marky Mark's daughter in Age of Extinction. Wow, that's the same actress. No way. It's the same fucking actress. And that they've both been around. touched by M. Night. He has <laughs> led them to sure. our wow. glorious Age of Extinction. Does that blow your mind? That's that incredible because I did not. Twist. Well, now I got to see Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) That's not an excuse to see the greatest actress of our generation. I mean, she's gone on to pretty much just do TV stuff after Age of Extinction, we should say. Mm. You know, this this movie did no favors. No, of course. We we have not said her name on this podcast yet because I don't think any of us know it. Even the mm-hmm. boyfriend who I said was the Irish Hemsworth. Uh, yes. He got separated yeah. from the Hemsworths and grew up in Ireland instead of Australia. <laughs> Not sure what else he's in either. But The, the uh, Mick Hemsworths. Well, of, uh, yeah. the Mick Chris, Hemsworths. Chris tells a story about how their family, how a baby was stolen by a stork and taken to Ireland. And we all know. Yes. Yeah. It just, it you know, I just wanted to tell that epic because I, I just wanted to give the framing of what this movie is, where all these people are heading towards. I think this is... 
you know, we said, is this a good role for Mark Wahlberg? No, I like the pairing. I want him to be doing Michael Bay stuff. I want this next movie we're watching to be the best one. I'm with Jacob. Mm. Exact same order. I'm going one, four, three, two. And if I can put five all the way up on top of that next time, I'd be fucking stoked. I don't think so. This next movie is the only one I have seen one time, maybe mostly through FX. I'm, I'm, I'm not positive. Probably watched on TV with commercials. So to get a real viewing here next week, I'm, I'm fucking stoked for Transformers and the future of Transformers right now. Yeah. I, That's the more only thing I said know, at the start of this journey. Yeah. yeah. The only things I know about the next one is Anthony Hopkins is in it. There's like a weird C-3PO robot running around. Well, we're going to meet Cogsworth. I do remember Cogsworth. He is about to be all of our favorite characters. Adam, I maybe request that you just look up YouTube videos of Cogsworth. <laughs> Get ready. I would, love, I would love to see a Cogsworth cut. Looking yeah. forward to that. Um, I need more uh, more good Bud Light cameos in the next one. We'll see. But I, yeah. I agree. You, uh, you guys point out that <laughs> when Stinger dies, he falls backwards on a Victoria's Secret truck that completely explodes, and the only words that are left on the truck are Victoria's Secret. <laughs> completely unscratched. Yeah. Untouched, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I agree. Four or one, four, three, two. So far is the yes. order. That's the Bayhem. definitive order. We are, yeah, we are linked on the Bayhem here, guys. Mm-hmm. We, we, we love these movies, it turns out. We've, we've got our order. <laughs> love is a strong I just, word. I, yes, it is. I, Adam, just thank you so much for being here again and doing it all. Cargo uh, Bay. Thank you, guys. A different type of Bayhem. Check it out, guys. Tuesday nights, Twitch TV, Elegant Weapon. The That's best right. 7 p.m. PST. The best card opening show you'll ever see. Should we Twitch. say this will be our our last thing here? Let's predict what will will we get some cool Age of Extinction shots? What will these cards look like, Adam? Will we get a? You we know, got the original film, so we'll probably get. Oh, it's uh, the original. Oh, I so, wanted a ra- well, a guy holding Rainbow Dash. You know, chase I think, card. I think this this is a trading card game that came yes. out in the U.S. at the same time the Age of Extinction cards came out only in Europe. Right, um, and that's an Age of Extinction. Cards. Specific there will be a grim so this covers everything. Mm. There should be Age of Extinction uh, characters in yeah, here, maybe in that style some to some degree. And these, we could have a, a Shia LaBeouf photograph in oh here. My oh my god! Who knows? Normies, figures, autographs. These these were not the cheapest cards in the world because there's that potential for that big hit there. Wow. And uh, once once we get our our Discord figured out, we got to have. We gotta have you guys in turn on the cargo bay. Um, oh I'll open God. up whatever cards oh, yeah. you dream of. There are cards amazing. for every big budget movie, but this one. I would if I could <laughs> be a guest on on your show and open and do a guest opening. If I had a pack that, of cards here, I would. Uh, that's my I would dream. Die happy. Now. Yeah, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, Someday, I promise future. it will happen. Yeah. One day you will all be guests on the cargo bay, <laughs> but until that time, <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about. I gotta, I gotta cram something in. I would be oh, a sea do, and my name would be Bass Splash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've been thinking about this. Also, <laughs> we didn't talk Bumblebee, about the ending of splash. this one, where uh, Bass Splash get down. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, yes, Jacob, the ending. Optimus Prime Ooh. flies in this one, which he's never shown oh, the ability yes. to do before by himself. <laughs> that he can yeah, they fly now. They fly yeah, now, he doesn't literally. have the, the boosters, yeah. Yeah, They're integrated. The, the speech at the end was great in this one. Um, they've done so many patriotic speeches, and this yeah. one is just like, when you look up in the sky and you see the stars... Pick Just know that one of those might be my soul. <laughs> he, says, he, says, like, yep. he says the like pick a star in the sky. He's basically giving you the I bought a star to your wife gift. It's like you see up there that that could be That's me. me. He's also like. I am leaving, but you stay here and just Goodbye. protect Cade Yeager and friends. Yeah, I no need one else. to figure out. He basically says, it's such a good pitch for the next movie, because he basically says, I need to figure out why this movie happened. It's basically his last speech. Goodbye. It. It's like and the we ending of like, wow. my life. Yes, yeah, the ending so of Prometheus going to find the creators yes. or whatever. You're, right. Jacob, you are so spot on. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens next week. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's the wrap up of Transform A, man. It's Transform Me for sure as a human being. We'll see how much further it goes. I would still love to throw Bumblebee in at the end as kind of a palate cleanser. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're, gonna, I think we're getting to that, that point. Yeah. 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 yeah we talk to the demand. All right. You know, normies, we always say, you know, roll out with us, hit us up. <laughs> at normies underscore like underscore us. You can find us on social medias there. You can let us know what your Transformer name would be and what you would turn into. Um, I'm a I'm a tractor named Long Long Haul, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, let us let us know. Because look, you know, we're not going to be doing this forever. We're going to get out of Transformer eventually. We love that you've been following along. We love if you're watching these Michael Bay movies, too. We're going to cover other stuff coming up, new releases, all that stuff. But as always, you can write to us on those and say, you know, uh, you guys mentioned Avatar. We're all big Avatar fans. We love you did an Avatar episode. We'll do that. We'll listen to you. So hit us up there. Absolutely. And I just want to add, uh, this is Optimus Prime. Follow the normies like us on YouTube, or I'll kill you. <laughs> oh my god! There you oh, go. You hear it here first, folks. You don't want Optimus Prime to kill oh, you. So I'm seeing another Laserbeak sixty nine comment, Mike. He's saying, "Follow now or <laughs> else." Suicide you. Yeah, <laughs> suicide you. All right. Well, we've been your thanks, host, normies. Yep. Go Thank ahead, you. Colin. We appreciate you following along. We've been your host. This is uh, Colin Yeager. I would be a Honda Element, by the way. My name would be Pack Mule. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Signing <laughs> off. I haven't thought of one yet. Uh, maybe for next week, but uh, this is Jake Tigger. Name Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week, Normies. Bye. 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 <laughs> Later. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.